Amen. Glory to God. What an awesome day it is to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to look around and see the family of faith, the people of God. Amen. I know, I pray, I, I believe that you've come today hungry for the word of the Lord. I, I pray that above all, uh, through the conditioning of worship, how many know that when you worship, uh, you're positioning yourself in a Bible place and God could soften some of those hard edges in your life? That, that as you worship the Lord, you invite the Spirit of God to come and minister to you. And then, and then as, you're, as the ground of your, of your heart is softened, God said, I'm going to plant some seed right there. Right? I'm going to put my word there. How many of you know that God's word in your life can change you? And it produces a fruit in season. And I believe that some of you, maybe, maybe in times past, had you, had you given yourself over more to the Lord, you wouldn't be in the problem you're in right now. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. So I would encourage you today to open up your heart. Let the Spirit of God minister to you. He's got something he needs to say to you right now. Something very, very important. And I would pray above all that you would open up your heart and mind to the working of the Spirit of God in your life. Because we know he's going the right direction, right? He's going God's direction. He's going to take you to God's will. Amen. So today we've got an awesome time together in the Lord. I'm going to ask you to stand. And while you're standing, I want you to get your Bible open. St. Luke chapter 9. So when you get to St. Luke chapter 9, just stay right there. Uh, let me give a little, a little heading, a little segue into where we are. So you know that we've been in a series called Shaken. And we've been talking about how God is shaking individuals, right? Uh, we, we began to talk last week. How many, how many uh, were glad to hear uh, for this cause? Amen. We were talking about how families are being shaken, right? And anything that's not grounded in the love of God won't make it through. It'll be shaken loose, right? And so we want to be unshakable. How many want to be unshakable? I, 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 I want to be and live a life that is unshakable. No matter what happens, that my life cannot be shaken, right? And so today we're going to be talking about government, right? That, that there is a shaking going on in the world governments. And I don't know if you've noticed, uh, there's a little bit of that even going on right now as we speak. That there are things happening in the world, right? Jesus said this would happen. And not only wars, but rumors of wars. And we're seeing this fulfilled right before our eyes. And these are things that are happening. These are not things we've got to, you know, look with prognostication over to a yonder land. It's happening right here today. And I pray that we would understand that. Today we're going to be talking about governments. But more importantly, I want to begin to talk to you about the kingdom of God. Could it be that we've stopped living a kingdom lifestyle? And we're going to talk about that because only the kingdom of God cannot be shaken, right? So, so if you're in Luke chapter 9, and I want you to hold your Bible there. Some of y'all know that we've been setting down a preface, a preface uh, out of Hebrews 12. So I'm going to read, you, you stay right there in, in, in Luke 9. I want to read something to you out of Hebrews 12. And you know that we've set down a foundation. So can I read this to you? This letter is coming to the church, right? To the General Assembly at Harvest Point Church. I'm reading from a King James Version. Come on, somebody. And the church of the firstborn, somebody say hallelujah, that's us, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. See that you refuse not him that speaketh, for if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, is speaking of Christ, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven whose voice then shook the earth 
But now he hath made now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not the earth only, but also heaven. This word yet once more signifieth the signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made that those things which cannot be shaken listen to this may remain wherefore receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire oh somebody that's our platform that's our that's our digestion in this series, right? So you're in, you're, you're in Luke chapter 9, and I'm going to read this to you because today we're talking about kingdoms, kingdoms. And so let me read this. This is Luke 9. We're going to get into some stuff today. It's going to be a blessing to the entire church. Amen. Luke 9, it begins like this. Then he called his 12 disciples together. And listen to this. And he gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases and he sent them to preach now listen to this he sent them to preach are y'all there and he sent them to preach and i want you to i just want you to hear this he sent them to preach the kingdom of god Will you say the kingdom of god he sent them to preach catch this the kingdom of god not the gospel of christ but the kingdom of God. I'm going to say that again. He didn't send them to preach, preach about me. He said, I want you to preach the kingdom of God. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor script, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece. And whatsoever house you enter into, there abide, and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Y'all see that? Y'all ready to get into this? It's going to help you. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for the time that we have together. Father, this moment, this time, this day, that on, that on this day, February 27, 2022, that you're reshaping and reforming our minds, preparing us to enter into the kingdom of God. I pray, Father, that those that are listening, let them listen, not with natural ears, but with spiritual ears. Father, I pray that their heart be pliable, useful, uh, maneuverable, that, that, that the word of the Lord, the seed of God be planted, that it may produce back into the kingdom of heaven, not 30, Father, not 60, but 100 times that which was sown. We need that in this hour. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray a dynamic move over the house of the Lord today. Move over, the, move over this church. Move over its people. Move over its families. Move over its people. And we declare that. We declare it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, before you see it, go find five people. Listen, you have to say this with, with conviction. Say it out of a sense of, of curiosity. Look, look them in the eye. Make your face look like you want to reply. Ask them, who are you? Go ask them, who are you? Find five people, let them know, say, who are you? Who are you?
Love you. Love you, Brother Billy. awesome. What a beautiful day it is. Who are you? It's good to see the people of God getting around, saying hello, saying hi to each other, amen, greeting each other in the love of God, amen. It's good to see everybody making their way. It's good to see faces in the house of the Lord, smiling faces, amen. God is awesome. God is awesome. God is awesome. If, if you'll allow me for a moment, I want to pose a question to you. It, it would be my heart's desire as the shepherd of this house that before you walk out of these doors, You'll be able to answer this question before God. I want to know who are you? Who are you? You, you, you know, most of the time, and I say this because I, I believe the church has lost its purpose. Uh, it, could, could it be that the kingdom of heaven... Uh, the, the real reality of the life that we, say, that we say we profess in Christ has been lost. I mean, I mean who are you really? I, I, I want to introduce a passage, a, a very well-known passage, to help you identify who you are in the Lord. Uh, when I share it with you, my concern is, is that when I say this story, you immediately identify this story. This is, this is St. Luke 15. If, in fact, if you have your Bible, you could just flip over there real fast. I, I, I'm not going to have you to read through it. I just want you to see where it is. It's only listed in the Gospel of Luke. Most of us are familiar with this story. This is the story of what we call, catch this, the prodigal son. Uh, we relate to this story because every time that we read this story, we read it through the lens of the gospel of Christ. Let me say that very slowly. We, in, we internalize the teaching of the prodigal son through the lens of our own salvation. But do you know that Jesus never preached about himself? That Jesus always preached the kingdom of God. We have to read the teachings of Christ through the lens of the gospel of the kingdom of God. When you're reading the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we have to read it through the gospel of the kingdom. 
Some of you are familiar with books like Acts all the way through Revelation. We, we have two-thirds of that New Testament written by Apostle Paul. We have Jude. We have Titus. We have Peter. We have John giving books, epistles that we read, and we understand a doctrinal position. Uh, most of us, if you've never read uh, some of the teachings of Paul, we understand what propitiation is, right? Doctrine, right? We understand uh, what redemption is. We understand what justification is. We understand what glorification is. We understand the Mosaic law. We, we begin to comprehend the, the, the dealings of the, the purposes of God through that law of grace that we all participate in, right? And so we read all of these things, atonement, propitiation. I can go through all of the doctrine of Apostle Paul, but that's all through the lens of salvation, and my problem with the church is that I think we're so concerned about salvation and not concerned about the kingdom of God that we lost our identity. Listen, are you saved? Do you profess that you know Jesus? Are you secure in your own salvation? And if you are, give your neighbor a high five and say, I'm saved in Jesus' name. But could I suggest to you it's time to move on? Uh, could I tell you like Apostle Paul, listen, isn't it time for us to move beyond these elementary things to get on with the business of the kingdom of God, into the things of the Lord, right? I'm glad that you're saved. It's a miracle. Listen, I don't want to downplay the gospel of salvation. And if you want to know where it is, Paul wrote about it, 1 Corinthians 15. If you want to read the gospel of salvation, read it for yourself. It's there for your review. But I didn't come to talk to you about your salvation. I came to talk to you about who you are. There's a distinction there. I, I, I want you to begin to understand that when you read the New Testament, we read the New Testament teachings of Jesus through the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus never preached about himself. He always preached the kingdom of God. And I want you to embrace this today. So, so, so you're there at Luke 15, right? I'm going to show you how radically different it is to read the story of the prodigal through the lens of the gospel of the kingdom. Because if you read it through the gospel of the kingdom, it's no longer the prodigal son. Now you're going to call it the loving father. Let me say that one more time. You'll stop referring to it as the prodigal and you'll say that's the story of the loving father. Okay, so, so you're, you're there in Luke, Luke 15, right? So you see it there for yourself. This is, Luke 15 is the story of the prodigal. Some of you don't know how that story got started. Let me, tell you, let me tell you how the story got started, how Jesus began to teach the kingdom. So the Bible says in the 14th chapter of St. Luke, Jesus is at a table, and while he's there, he's invited to go eat. Pharisee invited him over to eat. And while he's there, he notices that one of the people at the table had the dropsy. In other words, there was somebody there had a heart condition. And they were swelling at the limbs. And so then Jesus asked the Pharisee, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? And how many know that they try to take Jesus' life because he heals on the Sabbath, right? Uh, you, you know the story. You can read about it for yourself, St. John chapter 5. There was a man at the pool of Bethesda there 38 years. You remember him, right? But I want you to see that Jesus asked the question. Because he's teaching the kingdom. Every time you hear Jesus from now on, I want you to think the kingdom. Quit thinking about your salvation. Think the kingdom. Right? They're there at the table. Jesus is eating. And, and you know, how many know that when you're eating, if somebody's sick, it makes you feel uncomfortable? Anybody ever been at the table and you're eating and somebody's going, oh, oh, 
you. You're like, what's going on with you, brother? You need some help? Uh, there's a man there. He's sick of the dropsy. We know he has dropsy because his limbs are, are, are swollen. He, he's probably grappling with a spoon or a fork. or he, His fingers are, uh, aren't movable. They're just swollen. And then Jesus asked the Pharisee, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And the Bible says they didn't know. They held their peace. And the Bible says Jesus got up, hugged that man, and healed him. I'm teaching kingdom. And then Jesus asked this question. If you had an ox or an axe that fell into a pit, would you not help it out? Wouldn't you go out of your way to help the one that you know needs help, needs rescuing? And this is how the story begins, the teaching. That this is about the kingdom. Uh, This is about divine influence in the world. Brothers and sisters, Jesus did not preach religion. He preached government. Jesus did not preach religion. He preached government. I mean, aren't you tired of being a Christian? Listen, how many did they know that when you tell people that you're a Christian, that don't mean nothing to nobody no more? Aren't you tired of that label? Look at your neighbor and say, I don't want to be a Christian no more. I don't want to be one no more. Right? When you tell people you're a Christian, what do they do? They, they, they lump you with all the religions. Judaism. Uh-huh. Hinduism. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Mormons. Yeah. Jehovah Witness. Yeah. Judaism. Yeah. Christianity. Muslims. We're all lumped. We're just religions. Right. Jesus did not preach religion. He preached relationship. He preached government. Watch. watch. How how many know? Let let me teach you. I'm teaching kingdom today. And this is so foreign to the ears of believers. Listen. How many know that the disciples, and I'm going to teach you something about the product, but just the Spirit of the Lord is moving on me. How many know that Jesus was asked, Lord, teach us to pray? Teach us to pray. As John taught his disciples, teach us. And Jesus, okay, when you pray, pray like this. Watch this. Jesus says this. When you pray, pray like this. Our Father. Come on. Come on. I ain't gonna go. He said, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father. Oh, y'all didn't even get it. When you pray, pray like this. Our Father. Because he's, he's given you identity. You just haven't caught it yet. He's given you your one true identity that you ought to hold on to above everything else. Listen, quit calling yourself a Christian, right? Identify who you are. Brother and sister, watch. Watch watch how he teaches. He says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy, unbelievable, unsearchable is thy name. He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you believe that God wants to influence the world? Do, do, do you know that a kingdom is, has a king who wants to influence a territory with his will and his purpose? And brother and sister, I'm so glad you got saved. I'm so glad you repented. I'm so glad that you came to Jesus. I'm so glad that you know him. I'm so glad that you're filled with the Holy Spirit. But if we don't have influence... If the kingdom of heaven is not establishing us because we know who we are in Christ, then what's the purpose? Why would people want to come? What's the purpose? 
Look, so, so I'm going to teach you the prodigal, right? So notice how the prodigal begins. The prodigal begins like this. A certain man had two sons. A certain man had two sons. Starts just the way Jesus prays. Do you know that you are a son of God? Do, do you know that you're a daughter of God? You, you, you know what I think is happening? I think you say it, you just don't believe it. You know, there's a lot of things we say out of, out of our religiosity, and we say it to agree with the preacher, but you're not living like a son, and you're not living like a daughter, and I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove to you that you say you're a son, but you don't live like one. I'm going to prove to you that you say you're a daughter, but you don't live like a daughter. I'm going to prove it to you. And I'm going to prove it to you through the prodigal. See, most of the time when we read the prodigal, we read it through the lens of salvation. Stop looking at the teaching of Jesus through salvation. Listen to the teaching of Jesus through the kingdom. It's the kingdom of God that he's trying to teach you. So watch this. A certain man had two sons. And you know one son. He said, Dad, give me what belongs to me. Give me my inheritance. And the Bible says he took the inheritance and he went out and he squandered that. Do you know that the word prodigal means recklessly extravagant? That he had a large sum of money. And he went out, he didn't invest it, didn't put it to usury, he didn't invest it in real estate, he didn't start a private business. He went out and lived, uh, partied, uh, drank, uh, 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 the Bible says, into harlots and riotous living. And while he was living that way, a famine came. And when he ran out of money, the famine was at its peak. And you know what he did? The Bible says he lent himself out to a man, a countryman, and he sent him out to feed pigs. Now, don't think salvation, think kingdom, because Jesus is teaching you kingdom. Watch what he's teaching. He's teaching kingdom. So the young man squanders all that he has. He's out. He's a Jew in a pigsty. How many know that the Jews have a, have a kosherness? How many know that the unclean thing, the unclean animal, was epitomized in a pig? Y'all catch that? I'm an old farm boy. You you know, pigs is nasty. They taste great. But they're nasty. I I, I remember being on the farm, they would butcher an animal... They would take all the intros of that animal, organs and all the stuff that fell out of it, and it'd fall into a bucket. And they said, go give that to the pigs. Uh-huh. And we would take to, 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 to the pig pen, and there were sloths there that you could pour food in, but they didn't care if it fell in there or not. And there's mud and, and, and feces and urine. It smells horrible, right? And, and no matter where the food falls, they're going to eat. They're going to eat from that. Now, now watch this. So there's a son of God indentured as a slave feeding pigs. And the Bible says that while he was there, he, he wanted to fill, he had want to fill his stomach with the very husk that the pigs were eating. And watch what happened. The Bible says he came to himself. See, he Came to himself. So what does it mean to come to yourself? You begin to identify. What what am I doing here? Why why am I here? Did, Did you hear that? 
He, he came to himself and he said, what am I doing in this pigsty? You, you know my father's house? E- even the servants at my father's house have food and food enough to spare. He says, you know what? I'm going to go back home. Let me say that one more time because you missed it. We're always thinking salvation. We're just not thinking kingdom. Listen, listen, the, the, the young man came to himself. I'm a son. What am I doing here? You see, in my father's house, there's food and food enough to spare. Even the servants have enough to spare and left over. He said, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I'm going to tell my dad that I've sinned against heaven, I've sinned against you. And I'm no longer worthy to be called a son. Make me as one of your hired servants. Remember what Jesus is doing. He's teaching kingdom. Now, parents, I'm going to let you, I'm going to invite you into my house. Can I invite you into my house? Parent, check this out. If one of my kids came to me and said, Dad, you know what? I've been thinking it over. And I really want to be your servant. I would say, why would you want that? You're my daughter. You're my son. Do, do, do you know my kids do not know when the mortgage is due? <laughs> Ask Daniel after church, uh, who, who services, where, do you, where did your parents get the file? What's the bank that has the mortgage? He don't know. He don't know when it's due. In fact, he's never even offered to help pay any money for the mortgage. You're right there. I ask my kids, who's my electric provider? Who, who produce, who's the person or, or company I pay for the, for the lights to be turned on? They don't know. They don't know how much it is. They have no idea where that gets paid. Not once in their history have they ever gone with their mother to buy groceries. You, you, the key word, to buy groceries. In other words, to make a contribution. They don't know who pays the mortgage. They don't know where I make a car payment. They don't know where the titles are. They don't know none of that stuff. Oddly, they own it all. Uh, Let me say it again. Oddly, everything I have is theirs. I'm teaching you kingdom. You see, they have access. Don't tell me, look me in my face and say, preacher, I'm a son of God, and you don't have access. Listen, my kids have never once said, hey, dad, is it okay if I drink some milk? Dad, can I make me a sandwich? Dad, can I get some cereal? You know, my my, my youngest, Alexis, she has access to the thermostat. She likes it cold. She doesn't know it costs money to keep it cold, right? But she she has access. She can change the the temperature. They can go down. They can eat whatever they want. They can come and go. They got access. They got keys to the house. They even got the little remote thing that they can do it from their phone. They they pull up to my house, and the door goes open. You see, they have access. 
hey, 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 hey. I, I want you to stay right there. See, I want you to stay right there because I have a culture in my home. I, I'm producing a living culture. There's a culture there. I mean, I, I mean, you could, I mean it's, just, it's just my house, but, but there's a liberalness there. There's a generosity there. And it's producing a culture. And they want that access. And they don't have to ask anybody. They, they, they don't have to go petition the Lord. They have access because they're a son, they're a daughter. Friend, have you ever asked yourself how much access you have to God? Have you ever thought about the thing that you've been asking God for is something you should have already taken by faith? Brother and sister, we got to snap out of where we are. This is the kingdom of heaven. See, he came to himself. He came to himself. He said, listen, in my father's house, there's food and food enough to spare. I want to go back home. Listen, brothers and sisters, can, 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 let, let me say something. How many, how many, how many did they know that, you know, I, I, I'm going to say this because y'all just going to have to get over it. If you get upset with me, so what? I don't care. <laughs> do, do you know there's a lot of people that talk bad about America? Yes. And it so unnerves me. Listen, I've traveled the world. I'm not some wet behind the ear seminary student. I've been around the world. America is the greatest country in the world. Period. I don't care what you have to say. People talking about, oh, well, you know, there's, there's imperialism there. Uh, there's patriarchy here. There's racism here. There's all sorts of things. Friends, let me tell you something. America is the greatest country in the world. And if you don't think so, go to our borders and see the long line of people trying to get in. Why do they want to come to America? Because there's a culture there. When I've traveled the world, people say, I've had people come to me when I was in Africa. Is it true that everybody's got a car in America? And I said, well, you know, it is true. My kids, when they were 15, had automobiles. And and they weren't driving no bucket, baby. They had a nice car. Friend, listen, I want you to know there's a a culture. and, And people are lining up to get into America. They want citizenship here because you know what? At least there's opportunity. How many know that in America you get opportunity? How many know that you can go to school for free here in America? And for some of you that are disadvantaged financially, they'll help you go to college in America. Friend, America is a great country. You've got to get it in your head. There's a culture here. And there's people trying to tear that apart. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but I'm here to tell you, America is a great country. I say the greatest country in the world. And even America at this hour is polarized and it's being shaken. And it's being subverted from within. Friend, I'm here to tell you, listen. God has a kingdom. You're talking about wanting to go? You want to come live with me? Listen, people on the outside should be saying, I want to get into the kingdom. You got your gospel message? Keep it. I'm going to show you the favor of God. You're going to want God in me. I'm going to show you just how great he is. I want to demonstrate the influence of the kingdom of heaven that people are going to want God. You say, well, where did you get that theology from? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That's where I get that theology from. Brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you that we create the, 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 the culture. Our God is great. 
They, they should be wanting to come into the kingdom of heaven. Do you, listen, do you know that the prerequisite, watch this, the prerequisite to enter the kingdom, and I haven't lost the prodigal, I'm going to come back, I'm going to show you Luke 9. How many know that Jesus says, if you want to enter into the kingdom, you got to become as a little child. You just got to be a child. You just got to believe you're a child, that you have access. Friend, friend, think about your life. How much access you got to God? How much access you got to God? Come on, son. Come on, daughter. You say you're a son. You say you're a daughter. How much access do you have to God? You have limited access or do you have full access? You, you, you know, I'll say this, and, and, and I'm going to say this. Y'all bear with me because I'm trying to teach you something. Listen, I, I'm a man. My kids will tell you. I, I respect law enforcement. And I've taught my kids to respect law enforcement. Right? And there's a lot of people trying to tell us that law enforcement's no good. Right? Trying to defund the police. I'm talking about governments, right? Because I'm talking about things that can be shaken. And, and institutions are being shaken. The FBI is being shaken. Department of Justice is being shaken. E even our local police departments are being shaken. Every institution is being shaken right now. And I'm still a believer. Listen, I'm still a believer in, in government, right? I, I still believe that we can find a politician to go and represent us. How many of you know we get a politician and, and, and as soon as they, you know, leave their constituency, they get around all that money in Washington, they sell out. I mean, I used to have a lot of respect for people in the FBI, but it's been, it's been tarnished. Are y'all catching that? Listen, we went through all this COVID and everybody was telling you not to go to work and they were telling you couldn't go here and there. And, and how many know people lost their homes? And I'm here to tell you that if you saw Governor Abbott down the street, and I love Governor Abbott, but I'm here to tell you that if you told him you lost your house, he may feel bad for you, but he won't think it's his governance. He's not going to take personal ownership. He might feel bad for you. He might give you a suggestion on who to call, but they could care less if you lost your house or your car. We have a kingdom with a king. Who says, you're not going to defend me, I'm going to defend you. We have a king that we don't have to fight to defend. He fought to defend us with his own life and his own blood on the cross. Come on, somebody, this is kingdom talk. Sons and daughters, wake up. Sons and daughters, wake up. We have a king that loves us, gave his life for us. And he cares about how you live. He cares about how you're living. And he wants you to have access to the Father. That's what he teached. That's what he taught. Brothers and sisters, do you know that Jesus said from the time that he came out of the wilderness, he began to preach the kingdom of heaven. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You, you know, at hand, within reach. The brothers and sisters, you don't have to live the way you've been living. You, you could begin to influence the world through the kingdom of God. So the prodigal goes home. While he's still way over there. Think kingdom, not salvation. Think kingdom. That the father yes, sir. ran to him. Yes, sir. And he hugged him. He put his head on his shoulder and wept over him. You know what he said? The, the son said, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. And I'm no worthy to be called a son. And no more than he could begin to talk about being a servant. That his father said, 
Bring the best robe. This is kingdom talk. Bring the best robe. Bring a ring from my son's finger. Y'all ain't hearing me. Bring shoes from my son's feet. Kill the fatty calf. Man, we're going to have a party right now. My son that was lost is now found. This is kingdom talk. All he had to do was come to himself and say, I have a father. Where do you think that best robe came from? You see, all that the father has is yours. The best of what God has belongs to you. I'm living in such a weird culture. Let me tell you how weird the church culture is. You think being poor looks good. We, we think it produces a saintliness in us. You have no influence. Let, let me show you what Peter said. You know that Jesus was talking about rich people entering the kingdom. He says, it's harder for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Not, not a needle, a sewing needle, but, but the eye of a needle, a, a small gate to enter into Jerusalem. When the, when, the, when the day would close, they'd shut the gates, and there was a small gate. A, a camel would have to learn how to walk on its knees, its limbs, and crawl through the gate. And, and then Peter said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? And then Jesus says, with men it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Now watch. He says, Lord, we've left everything to follow you. Jesus, you did? Please. Any man, listen, listen. Any man that has left mother, father, brothers, sisters, homes, land, whatever else you think you possess, that I'll not give back to you a hundred times in this age and in the age to come. Friend, you ain't given up nothing yet. This is the kingdom. God's indebted to nobody. This is the kingdom of heaven. And he's looking for people who will demonstrate the influence of the kingdom of heaven to show people, man, I want what you've got. And I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about divine influence. I'm talking about the ability to have access to God. Are y'all catching me? Y'all catching that? Jesus is teaching the principles of the kingdom of heaven because his kingdom can't be shaken. <laughs> oh, God, help me. This last week I was, I was reading through a St. Mark chapter, uh, pardon me, St. Matthew 24. In fact, take your Bible there, because I want to show you something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to blow your wig today. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going I'm to, if you got a wig, we ain't going to be looking at you. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that, blow your wig out, because some, somebody, somebody saying, oh, Lord, Jesus. Some people ain't got no hair at all, so glory to God. Come on. Brother AJ said, <laughs> Look, are, you, are you in Matthew 24? Man, I've got, this stuff is in my spirit. You, 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 know, what, you, know, what, you know what I did this last week? Uh, 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 this, is, this is a preacher man. The, the, the preacher man. You know what I did this last week? I repented. I repented before the Holy Spirit. Because you know what I told him? I haven't been a good son. I've been a good servant. I've been a wonderful servant. But that's not who I am. 
Y'all didn't hear what I just said. If the preacher, I listen, I got before the Spirit of God and went before him. I said, I have been a poor son. Good word. I've been a great servant. Oh, dedicated servant. Man, I've been a good servant. I just haven't been a good son. I pray about things I have access to. Why am I praying about stuff that's already in my possession? Man, I wish I had somebody just run around the house of God with that. See, 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 see I, I'm glad that you're saved, and I'm glad that you got all your doctrine right, and you've got all your spiritual T's crossed and spiritual I's dotted, and you know all there is to know about how you got saved and the miraculousness of it. And I say amen, and I lift my hands with you, and I worship God for that. But listen, brother and sister, you've got to know who you are in these last days. Everything is being shaken. you got to know who you are. And God says, once you know who you are and you begin to have divine influence, then you're operating in the teachings of Christ. Now you're operating as a son and daughter. God wants you to have influence in the world. And he's given you all access to God. You have all access to God. Will you tap yourself and say, i got all access to God. Got all access. I don't got to pray for it. I got to declare it. I've got an authority to say, this is how it is. <laughs> I, I want to be a good son. You want to be a good son? Anybody want to be a good daughter? You want to be a good daughter? Man, come on. Then you got to have access. We say Jesus died on the cross. You've got your salvation right. Then you know for yourself that there's no middle wall. But now we have communication with God. We just got to be, I just got to be a son. I'm going to be, you know, I told my wife, I said, baby, I've repented this week. I, I got to be a son. I want to be a good son that demonstrates the influence of God on earth. And somebody may say, you know what, man, I want what you have, man. I, I, I want what, you, man, what you got, I want that. I want people lining up at the borders of the kingdom trying to get in. We say, hold on a second. I, I want this church, there, there's no, people just lying on the floor trying to get into the kingdom. Amen. And then when we tell them, this, well, what do I got to do to be a kingdom? You got to be like a child. You got to depend. Isn't that the purpose of salvation? That we would come in that simple humility and say, I depend upon God. That it's no longer about me, now it's about him. And brothers and sisters, listen, we got to get a move on. God is saying he'll make you an influence if you'll be a son. If you'll be a son. Anybody want to be a son? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like Apostle Paul. Paul, Paul says, says I, I, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Watch it. He goes, for I am not ashamed of the, listen to him, the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile. You know these passages. But I just think there's a lot of us embarrassed about being in the kingdom. Listen, what good is your message if, if people say to you, well, what do I get if I get Jesus? You, you know, last week, how many know last week we got into families, right? And if you want to know what it's like to be saved, I introduced my wife to you. Oh, y'all didn't hear that? Because I don't want to be in religion. I want to be in relationship. 
You, you want to know what it looks like? Come sit in my, come, come just sit at my table and just watch us move around. And you're going to know, she'll, she'll identify to you what it's like to be saved. Why? Because she's experiencing the real personal love, the agape love that Jesus showed to everyone. He's moving through me to show it to her. Just come watch it. And any failure on my part, you can identify that as failure in me. Because I'm after relationship, not religion. Husbands, I'm telling you right now, brothers, hear me when I tell you. You're going to stand an account for how you're treating your wife. And you're going to give that account to her father. I don't want to bring my wife back in tethers. I don't want to give her back to God broken. I want to present him back. To, I want to present my wife back to him, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, that she was loved and loved by agape love. And listen, I haven't always done it as I should. But when you want to get real with God, you begin to do the things that Jesus has asked you to do. Since I'm going back home. When he got back home, what did he get? Had access. Y'all catching that? Y'all got that in your spirit? Okay, so Luke 9. I haven't even talked about it. Luke 9, Matthew 10, Luke 9, Luke 10. What is Jesus doing? He's sending the disciples out. He didn't say, go preach about me. Uh, go, go, go preach about the things that are to come. Go, go, go preach about how salvation is going to make itself near. What does he say? What is near? The kingdom of heaven is near. And I want you to go out and I want you to be an influence. He gave them authority. And he gave them power. Now, now are you still in Matthew 24? Because I just want to drop this bomb on you. I want to blow your, your toupee off. Just, shh, just bring it back. You there in, in Matthew 24. I, I'll kind of close down with this. Because I gotta, if I got to repent, I know you do too. Listen, how many know I get the word first? I got to cry and repent with things. I mean, before I preach to you, I preach to myself a hundred times. I'm going to tell you like Michael Jackson, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Are you Matthew 24? So watch what Jesus says. Matthew 24. They, they asked Jesus, watch this. Jesus, we're talking about shaking, right? And government's being shaken. And I want you to know America's being shaken right now. So I want you to hear this, man. I'm going to blow your wig off with this one. They asked Jesus, what will be the signs of your coming? And what is the sign of the end of the age? That's the question. And then Jesus says, okay. I'll tell you what it's going to be like in those days. False Christ will arise. How many know we've got people today saying they're Jesus? How many know we've got false religions saying that they have access to God? Right? Y'all catch up? He says, many are going to come. They're going to deceive many. You're, you're going to hear wars and rumors of wars. This thing's all coming to pass. He says, but the end is not yet. Then he goes into... You're going to see kingdoms rise against kingdoms. You know, governments against governments. You're going to see that political structure being in turmoil. Are you all there in your Bible? 
right? So he's showing you all of these things that are going to be happening. You're going to have pestilences, right. diseases you can't cure. Right. You, 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 you're going to see famines. How many know we're seeing famines? Can you imagine there's famine in the world? Because there are going to be earthquakes in different places. But the end is not yet. This is the beginning of sorrows. The way he gets interpersonal. People are going to betray each other. They're going to offend one another. They're going to turn you in. They're going to rat you out. He says, because the iniquity will be uh, will about, the love of many is going to wax cold. Are y'all seeing that? Y'all with you in my Bible still? But then what does he say? I'm going to come back. You'll know the end is right there when you start to preach the kingdom of God. When the gospel of the kingdom of heaven is preached, that's the end. You know why it's the end? Because we need to show the world that there's a kingdom that can't be shaken. And there's going to be some people in the house of God that say, you know what? I have access to God. I have access to the riches of this kingdom. And I'm going to be an influencer for the kingdom of heaven in these days that everything's being shaken. So Jesus says, I want you to go out and I want you to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. You don't need to take a purse with you. You don't need pockets in your pants. How many got pockets in your pants? All I got is some chapstick, so. You don't need pockets. You don't even need an extra coat. Because you have access. Whatever you need along your journey, your tri- I'll provide it for you. You run into somebody sick, guess what? I'll heal them. You run into an issue there, I'm going to be right there. You have access. You don't have to ask me. Declare it right there. Say, in the name of Jesus, you have access to the Father. What is he saying? Go out and be sons and daughters. If you can't do it, If we can't show it, why would the world want it? You know, a lot of people trying to get to America because there's there's welfare. People get here, they can access medical attention, medical care. And you know the master healer. Look how good he set you up. Look, Look at his faithfulness in your life. Friend, friend, can't you recognize the source of it all? The brother and sister, listen, all we got to do, listen, the kingdom of heaven awaits us. We just got to become sons and daughters. Is there anybody here say, you know what, preacher? I, I, I am a son. I am a daughter. I just haven't been a good one. And you know what? That's my testimony. I haven't been a good son, but I want to be one. And I got God's word. I got Jesus' word that I can go out. You know what happened? They went out, and you know what the Bible says? There was healing everywhere. <laughs> the manifestation king was everywhere. Can you imagine if we got a reputation here at Harvest Point Church that we manifest the kingdom? Can you imagine? We manifest the kingdom. We influence.
I'm glad you're saved, and if you're still working on your salvation, keep working it out. I'm glad that that, that you came into the saving knowledge of the person Christ, that you've identified yourself in him, and that that you understand every attribute and every good thing as a result of your salvation. And I say amen to that. If you're still growing in that, keep growing. But above all, don't lose who you are. When you got saved, listen, I'm going to give the last thing I'm going to say. The beloved John. Do you know that the first revelation the beloved John gives of Jesus, he gave to us St. John chapter 1. It is the, the Old Testament Genesis 1 creation story given to us in reality. Do you know the first revelation John gives? This is John the Revelator. First revelation John gives of his, his beholding the glory of Jesus. He says, I beheld him. I beheld the glory of God. And you know what he says? You know his first revelation? John says this. And to him that believeth, he gave them power to become the sons of God. That's John's first revelation of that knowledge of beholding. Now I'm a son. And everywhere Jesus taught, he taught you're a son. When you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, your influence, your purpose, your will be done right here on earth. And that should be our heart. Uh, Listen, I'm going to take the first step to the altar because you know what? I want to be a better son. I want to be a better son. i got some coming already. I want to be a better daughter. I want to be a son. I want to be a daughter. I, I, I want to be an influencer for the kingdom of heaven. That people will see it and say, man, listen, tell me, where did you get that authority? How did you get that power? Where did that come from? How did you do that? To influence this world for the kingdom of God. Man, I'm going to want people, I'll have people salivating to get to church. There should be a line of people, just just next group, next group, next group, because everybody's trying to enter into the kingdom. Listen, if you're like me, I'm tired of politics. It saddens my heart to see nations rising up against nations. Has it broken your heart to see uh, the invasion of Ukraine? To see people suffering? And that's, listen, that's going all, that's just what's happening there, but just think all the wars and rumors of wars think of all the wars that are happening even right now that don't get political attention think about all the kingdoms that are rising against each other think think about America and and, and what the turmoil it's going through the subversion that we have from within and all the problems we're experiencing in culture today and you have a kingdom that cannot be shaken it cannot be moved this is the kingdom of God. And brother and sister, I want to become a son and daughter, a real son. You know what, today, this is what I want us to do. I want us to pray. If you don't mind, I know you, 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 you pray awesome. But, but, but I want to share this with you. I want you to pray. And I know this is intimate, brother and sister. Now, listen, when, when Jesus says to teach you to pray, he's praying, he's helping you to pray intimately, right? And, and you know what? Whatever you see 
whatever's going on around you. And you know what? I want to manifest the king. You know why I want to manifest? I want to manifest it for you because I love you. And, and I want to be a vessel that God uses to deliver to you the kingdom. I, I, I want to minister to you. Oh, brothers and sisters, I hope you hear that. I, I, I want when you come into the doors of this house, I don't care what you're going through. I want to minister to your need. Not out of my own ability because I don't got no money in my purse. I don't got no pockets in my pants. I don't got an extra coat. But what I have is access 